I'm all on. God bless you. Good afternoon. You're on with Bishop Robert Johnson. And we thank God for you being on today. And what we wanted to do is bring you part five of spiritual warfare. Amen. We thank God for you who are tuning in today. Amen. We're going to bring you part five of spiritual warfare. Stay tuned. Heavenly Father, we thank God today for this hour of prayer, this hour of your word, this hour, this time to glorify your name and to lift you up. For you alone are worthy. You are amazing. You are God and you are God alone. And God, you don't need us, but yet we need you. God, we stand in victory and we stand in your word because your word is the center of our heart. And God, we just thank you for what you've done and what you're doing and what you're going to do. And God, we thank you for your people. We thank you for your love. And we thank you for your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. I want to thank you for being on today. Amen. As usual, we're about bringing God's word. Amen. Because the Bible declares in Acts 27 is in him, his word that we live, move, and have our being. Amen. I paraphrase. I add live because without the word of God, we don't have life, even though we're passing from life to life. Amen. Through death. Amen. The death being the water and the blood baptism. But we thank God for you today. Amen. We ask you to stay tuned as we go into part five of spiritual warfare. And we want to say thank God for you. And we want to say we love you today. And we thank God for everything he's doing in your life. The Bible says God does things after the counsel of his own will. And we trust that his will will be done. Amen. That's why we pray. So let's deal with part five of spiritual warfare. Um, it, it's still We're going to always start with the same thing. The basis of the defeating Satan is God's word. That's why when Jesus... The Bible said God drove Jesus, the man, into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. But when he came out of the wilderness, the Bible says that he was hungry. Satan seeks to get you at the point of where you are weak spiritually. Amen. Where you are void of the word of God. So the Bible declares that he was hungry. And when Satan came, he found his body in a state or in a position where Jesus was in need. Amen. He'll come to you and meet you at those times where you are in need, in need of God's word, in need of strength, in need of prayer, in need of encouragement, in need of support. Those are the times that the enemy will attack you. Amen. And again, the enemy are not people, children of God. The enemy are spirits. Amen. The Bible says the Acts um, 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Watch this, mighty through God. That's why Paul tells us in Ephesians 6 and 10, he said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the entire armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, not the wiles of people, children of God, the wiles of the devil. So the only influence that you and I can either have is either spiritual or of the enemy, the flesh. Amen. Either spiritual or of the flesh. Those are two influences that we can have. So today, let's look at spiritual warfare. Amen. And we're going to say it again. The word is the basis of defeating spiritual warfare. Amen. And we thank God for you again and what he's doing. I know it's hot for those who are in California, but yet we're trusting God. Amen. So who is our enemy? Let's look at this. Who is our enemy? The Bible says in Ephesians 6 and 12, 
for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. So I, 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 let me give you an example. In Acts the 16th chapter, the Bible says that Paul and Silas were going about doing the business of God. They were ministering and preaching God's word. And the Bible said that there was a young girl there following them who brung her master's much gain. She was possessed with the spirit of divination, witchcraft. And the Bible says that she did this for many days. She followed them. No matter where they went, no matter what they did, she followed them because she wanted to report to her masters what these men of God were doing. Amen. And she began to deal with Paul. The Bible said Paul being grieved. Paul did not turn to the young lady. The Bible, watch this, spiritual warfare. The Bible says that Paul, Acts 16 chapter, Paul turned to the spirit and commanded that it come out and it came out the same hour. So child of God, the spirit, the fight is not against brothers and sisters. It's not against humanity, but it's against what? The spirit realm, the influence of the enemy. That's why God gives us the weapons of our warfare and what we are to use to overthrow the enemy. One of the biggest one he tells us is to resist him and he will flee from you. Most times we can't resist because we're caught. And the Bible said when we're led away, we're led away by our own desires. Another word for desire is lust. Amen. So against the rulers, let's look at this again in, in Ephesians, the sixth and sixth chapter. For we struggle against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of darkness, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So you have to remember who was in heaven. Satan at one time was in heaven. And the Bible declares that he wanted the position of God and that he wanted to overthrow God's kingdom and sit on his throne. That's why God had put him out. But watch this now. When God puts him out, he tells him and he tells those who are in the earth realm, he said, behold, beware. I have beheld Satan coming to the earth as lightning. He's coming to the earth as lightning. Behold or beware to the inhabitants of the earth. In other words, Satan is here and the Bible says that he is the prince of this world. And being the prince of this world, he has power in the spirit realm. But since he is the prince, there is a king who has power over the prince. His name is Jesus. He is the word of God. He is Elohim. He is the one who stands at the gate of authority and tells the devil no or tell him yes. Yes. Well, what do you mean, Bishop? The Bible says that God will use the enemy to buffet his children and to put his children in proper place and position. The Bible said because Paul was given an abundance of revelation, the Bible says that God allowed the enemy to buffet Paul. He sent a messenger of Satan that he might not be elevated among what God had given him. What? Revelation. Amen. And I thank you. So let's move on. Thank you for those who have tuned online, those who had to leave. God bless you. We see you. And we just want to let you know we love you and we thank God. Make sure that you thumbs up and make sure that you like and share this video. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe. We are on spiritual warfare and we are excited about it because the Bible says God does things after the counsel of his own will. So the next part we want to deal with is God has equipped us with weapons in the spirit. Child of God, it's not about your fists. In Zechariah 4, 6, he said, it's not by power nor by might, but it's by my spirit, said the Lord. That's why Jesus said, no man take my life, but I lay it down and I have the power to pick it up. So what I want you to look at right here 
is the equipment that God has given us to use in the spirit. The first one, the word first weapon he give us to use is the word of God. Well, what about the word of God? The word of God, the Bible says, is able to build you up and give you inheritance among those who are sanctified. I need you to understand, child of God, sanctification is the basis for use, the use of God's word. That's why God told, watch this, that's why he tells Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1, I formed you in your mother's womb. Not only that, not before I formed you, I've called you. And when I called you, I ordained you. And when I ordained you, I sanctified you. Then after I sanctified you, I took my word and I put it in your mouth. That's why I like that same Jeremiah said, everywhere he found the word of God, he did eat it. And it was good unto his mouth. It was sweet. So one of the weapons that we use and that we have, child of God, is the word of God. Let's look at the next one. The next one is prayer. I often hear Pastor Kirby Bryce talking about prayer amen, and fasting. Sometimes we look at Christianity or Christendom just as just something that we do. But prayer has its place. The Bible says cease not to pray. Amen. In all things we are to pray and give thanksgiving. So the Bible says watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. So what prayer does, it allows you to stand in the position or the gap to where you hear the spirit of God, the word that has been birthed in you through prayer. God will speak to your mind and give you what's right and wrong. You must understand, child of God, prayer is the conduit that leads us into the place or the position to where God can use us. The next one God wants you to do is resist the enemy. One of the biggest things that we do because we do live in this world, we don't want to resist the enemy. What we want to do, we want to engage him. God does not want you to engage the enemy. He wants you to resist the enemy. We're almost done, child of God. We're almost done. Follow along with us. We're almost done. The enemy desires to discredit God's word. From the beginning with Eve, he tried to change God's word to, to discredit God's word. And what's he want, what he wants to do is discredit God through you and I. Because the word of God is founded before the foundation of the world. So it's already been settled. But if he can stop us from trusting God and from doing what God said in his word, then he could cause that discredit to be charged to God. That's why he told in regards to Job, he asked a question, um, have you considered my servant Job? Amen. He did not have power over Job, so he could not, not discredit. So the word of God will cause the enemy not to be able to discredit God. When you and I are walking in covenant agreement through the word of God and we're holding up the bloodstained banner, we might fall. We might go through. The Bible said that the man of God be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. But before he said that, he said that a righteous man or a just man will fall seven times. But the great thing about it, he'll get up. But what happens is in the point of falling is when the enemy brings discredit to tell God that your servant is not worthy to be called your servant. That's why the Bible said by this, will all men know that you are my disciples because you have love for or towards one another. Amen. So we thank God for you for tuning in today. Our last scripture we want to go to is found in the book of Proverbs, chapter 24, verses 16 through 18. For a just man fall, falleth seven times and rises up again, but the wicked shall fall 
into mischief. Rejoice not when thy enemy falleth, and let thine heart be glad when he stumbleth. Don't do that. Listen what the Bible says. Least the Lord see it, and it him, displeases him, and he turn away his wrath unto him. What is God is saying? At those times where we judge one another, where we find, I've been guilty of this, where we find failure in one another, the enemy can come in and discredit God because that's not what God calls us to do. God calls us of the household of faith to love one another, to build each other up in our most holy faith. The only way we can do that, we have to be, we have to be, we have to be, and we have to live according to the abundance of God's word. Listen. This has been Bishop Robert Johnson with the Real Talk Broadcast Network. God bless you. We love you. And as I told someone today, my desire is that Israel be saved. Israel meaning God's people. We love you very much. In Jesus' name, be blessed.